98% of what God does on a Sunday morning happens in the hallways of the church, <laughs> not in the sanctuary. Wow. So I, we, we need to be in that hallway engaging eyeball to eyeball with men and asking the questions, hey, how's your marriage? Oh, we're good. No, really, how are things going? <laughs> yeah. Talk right. to me. How is that relationship? And sometimes you see their, their shoulder slump. Oh, I don't know. Not really good. I'm going to kill her soon. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. Talk to me. What's going on? And um, those conversations are precious and wonderful, but you don't have them unless you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be present in that moment. And just a quick word to our wonderful friends in our community that are introverts. Please understand, of course you're an introvert. You were designed as an introvert. So don't do that relationship thing with 80 men this morning. Just do that relationship thing with one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just have one conversation and you'll find out it won't kill you. You won't die. In fact, you might actually get very energized knowing that God had something for you in that relationship and also something for that other guy. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle. I'm Brian. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. In studio, Wayne Morgret, area director of the Northeast Ohio Coalition for the Men's Discipleship with Man in the Mirror. Always coming with great wisdom for men. That's a mouthful. My title's a mouthful. (laughs) Northeast Ohio men's dude. Oh, yeah, it's good. (laughs) We've learned a lot about community in this past year. We have learned a lot about community and maybe even something a little bit more, our need for it. And we have to recognize that there's a moment we have right now during the season that to recognize, wow, as we have a chance to get back to a little bit of yeah. normal routine, can we please make sure that we're prioritizing our energies and remember that community that we used to enjoy mm-hmm. is important, even if we haven't been able to enjoy it enough for ourselves. But specifically, let's make some commitments about what it means to get back into community. What it means to get back. I know for women with us come in general, I mean, mm-hmm. there's personality. Which Generalities. We'll, we'll get yep. back to personalities because you and I talked about it off air. But in general, many people are excited that things are opening up. How do you see this in the context of community playing out differently with men as you interact with them personally? So men are interesting. I mean, just we're, 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 we're wonderful creatures, Rod. aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we um, we know. Like, let's talk to just all the us um, long term Christian folks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, us, us crazy Christians. We know philosophically, theologically, that we were created for a community. Right. We, we know it. We we accept it. Even we mm-hmm. we know that the first community God created was the husband and wife right. um, in fellowship with God. That that is the first community, and we're supposed to live beautifully inside of that. But then, of course, sin comes in and it kind of messes everything up a little bit. Right. But we're still also, even in the New Testament, we'll get to the passage here in a minute, we're designed to live inside of a Christian, a church community as well. Look at 
that um, where we get that from is is the Jewish nation with their kibbutz lifestyle. They they live in community for goodness sakes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But even beyond that, when we get into the New Testament, we, they lived in close communion oh, with yes. one another in the early church, and we're supposed to be introducing that into our lives, into our modern relationship where we're so fractured. But let let's be honest, men. Sometimes we look at ourselves in 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 our hearts and say. I could do this easier on my own. Like, mm-hmm. And there's these incredible moments where you look at them, like your kids struggling through doing a task, and you say, just give me that. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I can do it quicker. And we can, we can honestly do it quicker ourselves. And we, we, if we're honest men, we have that same thought inside of this messy community that we have called the church. Hmm. I could do this easier on my own. And I want you to know that is a lie that has been implanted in you by the father of lies. Mm-hmm. Ouch. You cannot do this easier on your own because once you separate and once you isolate, and I, I, I think I've even sung this on Song in the Air before, uh, like, we, we are not an island. I am a rock. Mm-hmm. I am an island. We, we aren't a rock. We aren't an <laughs> island. We need the rock of Jesus Christ. He is our rock. Amen. We are not separated. We have been put into community. And when we separate from it and say, I'm done, I'm out of here, because that's happening a lot. Mm-hmm. De-churched is a thing. Right. We have lots of men flooding out of the church saying, I'm done especially here in this post-COVID season, people aren't coming back to church. Men aren't coming back to church. Why? Because they found out, wow, I really like being on my own. Why? Because nobody's looking me in the eye and checking me on my sin. Nobody's Mm -hmm. holding me accountable. And it's easier to maintain that facade of, I got this. You know, that you hold up your hand and say, I got this, God. Mm -hmm. I've got this whole thing on my own. And then we find ourselves getting deeper and deeper and deeper into isolation and addiction. What are the things that hold that make it easier? Like you brought up the kids' example. Mm-hmm. Behind the I can do this is I don't got time to be teaching you. I don't got time to redo what you just did. There's something behind that. <laughs> so when men say I can do this on my own, what's really behind that? Okay, so honestly, isn't there a weird little moment inside the first sin that is the same exact thought process. I got this, God. Mm -hmm. My wife just bit that fruit. Hold on. I got this. I'm going to join her. I know. I'm going to join her. Stay in relationship with her, and you'll see. I'll save her. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll I'll, I'll bring her back. Mm. I'm going to engage in her life. See? Uh, And and he, he bites the fruit. And really, in that moment, he's holding his hand up to God saying, hold on, I got this. Mm. It's the original sin. I'm going to do this on my own. And you'll see, it'll work out. And then, of course, then the shame comes in and the sin is realized and the nakedness is realized. And honestly, this there's you hear this um, uh, subtext in in the Old Testament, in the story, you hear the, oh, crud. I just did it. Mm -hmm. And every man who's ever sinned, all of us, every man who's ever sinned knows the feeling of that moment where you say, crud, Mm -hmm. I just sinned. And it it isolates us even more and presses us farther away from our community because we, we now carry shame and we feel naked before 
everybody. And it's easier to continue holding up your hand to God, mm-hmm. holding up your hand against people and saying, yeah, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. Until actually you go too far and you've, you've isolated too far. You're listening to Wayne Morgret. He's with Man in the Mirror with an encouragement about our need for community. We're designed to do it together. And you wanted to take us to scripture when you mentioned that we're designed to live in community. Yes, not only designed, but then we're also instructed. So Hebrews chapter 10, mm-hmm. um, and if you want us to flip there, we're going to be in starting verse 19. I'm going to skip a little bit here, but therefore, brothers, since we have a confidence to enter the most holy place, right, by a new living way, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, verse 22, let us draw near. To God. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're paying attention, that is community. Like our heart community is first God. Okay. So let us not isolate from him. Let us draw near to him. I think it's the missing part of men's discipleship that that's our chief relationship and, and really the cornerstone of what all discipleship really is. Let us teach men how to draw near to God. Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience. Oh, isn't that a wonderful Jesus moment, right? Mm -hmm. So, and our bodies washed with pure water. So, not only clean heart, but clean hands. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a song that's out right now. And let us consider how to stimulate one another. Mm -hmm. For what? Love and good deeds. We're designed to be in a community where we're doing a role in each other's lives, where we're actively loving each other and actively serving one another. Who is the one another here? The body of Christ. Right. Okay. And let us consider how to stimulate one another for love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together. We're not supposed to police other people regarding fellowship. Yeah. Honestly, we can sometimes bring them in with a ministry of reconciliation, but we're supposed to be policing ourselves. So, introverts, ambiverts, mm-hmm. please recognize that you don't have a natural draw in your personality type to rush towards community. Right. Okay, but could you please assess yourself? Mm-hmm. Am I in community right now? Yeah. Am I in relationship? Okay, so not forsaking your own assembling together, as is the habit of some hmm. <laughs> <laughs> men out there. Right. <laughs> and all the more, how, when should we be taking care of this? All the more when you see the day approaching. And so we could, we could really camp on that thought for a mm-hmm. minute in this yeah. current political context. Oh, my goodness, do we say the day approaching. This we Every day we see the day approaching. So this command is even more vital today than it was three days ago, mm. than it was 10 days ago, okay. two months ago, two years ago, two decades ago. More today, we need to encourage the men in our lives to gather in community and spur one another on to love mm-hmm. and good deeds. As, as you read that verse, it stuck out to me probably the first time that – we're in community with God first. First. And a lot of people will say, well, I can worship God at home. I can go for a walk in the woods and worship God in nature. The Bible doesn't stop there. You know, just a few words later, it's saying, and do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And it's almost like this this hidden gem of, and since now you're in relationship with God, right. now 
please apply that relationship the way God designed that relationship, which is to live that inside of a community of believers. Yeah. And if we miss that, we're missing the jewels that God has for us in our Christian life. There's stuff that I won't learn unless I'm in a relationship with other godly men. Mm-hmm. And okay, so what I just say, men, be selfish a little bit, spiritually yeah. selfish. Don't miss out on what the Holy Spirit wants to teach you when you sit and listen to that testimony of that guy, when you have a hallway conversation. By the way, I, I still say 98% of what God does on a Sunday morning happens in the hallways of the church, mm-hmm. <laughs> not in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I, we, mm-hmm. we need to be in that hallway engaging eyeball to eyeball with men and asking the questions, hey, how's your marriage? Oh, we're good. No, really, how are things going? <laughs> yeah. Talk right. to me. How How is that relationship? And, and, and sometimes you see their, their shoulder slump. Oh, I don't know. Not really good. I, I'm, mm. I'm going to kill her soon. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yikes. Talk yeah. to yeah. me. Talk to me. What's going on? And um, those conversations are precious and wonderful, but you don't have them unless you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be present in that moment. And just a quick word to our wonderful friends in our community that are introverts. Please understand, of course you're an introvert. You were designed as an introvert. So don't do that relationship thing with 80 men this morning. Just do that relationship thing with one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just have one conversation and you'll find out it won't kill you. You won't die. Mm-hmm. In fact, you might actually get very energized knowing that God had something for you in that relationship and also something for that other guy. Right. It's as much ministering to you Absolutely. as you ministering to them. So don't hold it yeah. back. There's a lot of awkwardness, though, to get to that spot. So if you're an introvert, you brought that up. Finding the right guy. Like, do we really connect? Mm-hmm. You know, like the fear of being judged because you can talk about sports or the weather all day, right. and it could take years. I mean, I've seen it. It could take years to get to the meat of, man, I'm struggling. Can you pray for me? Mm-hmm. How do you get through that awkwardness? Um, well, I, I, I love the question, and um, because I am a little more of an extrovert than some, um, but I, I, I don't talk about this a lot publicly. Mm-hmm. I have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very very you inside. Can't tell. I'm no. very trapped in <laughs> I'm very trapped inside my head when it comes to social interaction. Yeah. Okay. So I know what it feels like to go into the cold sweat before you try and form that question before you <laughs> yeah. ask that question. I yeah. I know yes. how that feels. Mm-hmm. Um because you're going you, your brain is doing all that you just said, mm-hmm. Janelle. Your your brain is saying they're going to judge me. Yes. Um they're going to ask me a sports question. And I don't know sports ball. Mm. I, I just – it's it's <laughs> very confusing ball. to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which one? Is that the one with the net or the one with yes. the, the goal? I, <laughs> help, help me. So I, I, I get very concerned that all of a sudden, what if we end up um, coasting into a conversation that I just don't understand? So I've mm-hmm. memorized these funny things. Oh, well, there's always next year. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've memorized these things <laughs> that I can say in a sports conversation. Mm-hmm. But honestly, does that guy really even want to talk about sports? Yeah. Right. Really? At the end of the day, are they really hoping? Did they come to church hoping to talk about their sports teams? Or did they come to church knowing that their marriage is in trouble, their job is something they hate to do, they're in debt, they can't even breathe on a Monday morning when it's time to go to work? And did they really want to talk about sports? 
Mm. I'm giving you a hint, everybody. No, not really. <laughs> they, they don't really want to talk about sports. They're avoiding the topic that they need to talk about. And then, so how do you get past the discomfort? Um, please just understand, asking three questions is going to give you all the openings you need for a new conversation. Hey, how's work going? And that sounds like a culturally dumb thing to ask. How's work going? They'll say something. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going great. You know, some days are struggles. Oh, mm-hmm. tell, tell me about one of the struggles. And oh, as soon as they – they will give you the opening if you're listening for it. Tell me about one of the struggles. It says, well, I don't know, my boss. And all of a sudden, they're pouring out the thing that they needed to talk about simply because you respected them enough to ask. Right. Oh, I like that. Ask the question, man. Yes. Great, great encouragement. Can we touch a little bit on, before we wrap up, the impact that this past year has had, even on introverts, with fellowship and the lack thereof? I hear so many people saying, oh, you don't understand. I'm an introvert. I've loved this past year. Mm. (laughs) I I hear it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I still think there's a lie packed in it somewhere. They don't even know they're lying. They don't even know. Mm. Like, the, the, Satan is just chuckling at how much damage has happened to the church mm. and how much men have gotten used to tuning into their church online and and sucking down their, their third cup of coffee while the service is happening. And then they shut it off and they, they go back into their day um, alone. And I'm, I, I'm still looking at the whole thing saying – as far as a community, a, a Christian community, it is time for us to, to make an assessment of what have we learned through COVID? What have we learned? Mm-hmm. Tuck those truths. Tuck those things into our tool belt. Um, and something I recognized when I was here with Brian last time, uh, he asked, what's the main takeaway from COVID? And I, I was scared to death. I didn't know he was being Brian, and he yeah. was, was going to make a joke out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, what, what have I learned from COVID? And I, I came up with this thought process that's really kind of been grinding at my heart ever since. Mm-hmm. I've become more aware of people's discomfort. Okay. Oh, wow. Far more aware of it. And so you kind of do that whole, I'm wearing my mask. And if, mm-hmm. if they lean forward and they pull their mask down to talk, well, I, I yank my mask off and yeah. we have a great conversation. Yeah. But if they step back and they just have this this um, physicality of, of leaning back right. away from my space, I simply take a step back mm-hmm. and I have a, a conversation through some masks. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's. It's part of what we've learned. We've learned to be more conscious of people's level of discomfort. All right. Does that mean I can't ask them how their day was? I mean, just because they're uncomfortable, I can't ask them how their marriage is doing. Hey, how has this affected you? We had the best ministry lead-in we've ever had in in church history. How is COVID affecting you? Yeah. Okay. That's a great conversation starter for me. It really is. Yes. Yes, great stuff. If people who are listening, maybe a wife is listening, a mom or a man, and wants more information on your ministry, where can they find you, Wayne? Yeah, please know that my clients, the work I do is with churches and developing an atmosphere where relationship is key. Give me a call, 330-317-1251. I'd love to talk about helping your church develop an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit can inspire men to live life-on-life discipleship. Mm. You can also go to brianandjanelle.org, and we'll connect you with Wayne and get you more information. Good partnership. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead. Look down. Hit that button right there and subscribe. 
and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello. You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. 